Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. We are brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. I have two words for you this afternoon. Sedation, dentistry. If you have a lot of dental work that needs to be done and you don't necessarily want to be around while it's being done, Sedation Dentistry will work for you. Give the people at Today's Dentistry a call at 317-849-2933. Punch subscribe, hit like, Ring the bell. Let's talk about sports, college basketball. Let's talk about some coaching changes. We did this a little bit this morning, but I want to dig deeper into it this afternoon. From five to one, the most impactful coaching changes in college basketball this offseason. Number five, Lon Kruger retires at Oklahoma. He is replaced by Porter Mosier, very successful head coach at Loyola of Chicago. Porter Mosier, a native Chicagoan, a guy who knew how to sell Loyola University of Chicago to recruits, knew what kind of basketball to play in order to succeed in the Missouri Valley Conference. Porter Mosier was a fit at Loyola. At Oklahoma, I'm not sure what he's going to be. Oklahoma hired a coach who had succeeded elsewhere. This is always dangerous as Indiana University basketball fans understand as well as anybody else in the world. Porter Mosier, a great fit at Loyola. I don't know how it's going to work out at Oklahoma. I hope it works out well because Porter Mosier is a terrific guy. But I think that this is one of those times where a guy who did great work there does not necessarily translate to doing great work here. Here being Norman, Oklahoma. Number four, Sean Miller fired. Well, what choice did Arizona have, right? And you add to that, Sean Miller not really successful while he was at Arizona, especially given the allegations against Arizona as Sean Miller was the coach. They replace him with Tommy Lloyd, a guy who has been an assistant for Mark Few at Gonzaga for 20 years. People have been trying to hire Tommy Lloyd for a really long time. He took the call from Arizona. He signed the paper. He's now the head coach at Arizona. I think that this is going to be fascinating. He's one of those guys, you look at a guy like Bill Guthridge, right, at North Carolina. We'll talk about North Carolina in a minute. But you look at that. That didn't work out, even though he stayed within the program as he replaced Dean Smith. He was an assistant, a longtime assistant. There is a huge difference 
between being a very accomplished and very successful assistant coach and being a really effective head coach. Tommy Lloyd is going to find out what that difference is in his first year at Arizona, as will the university and the basketball players at Arizona. I think that Tommy Lloyd has a really good chance to be terrific at Arizona. We're going to find out. It's interesting. It Things change. As much as you think you can prepare as an assistant coach to be the head coach, it is a completely different mind space that you occupy as you do it. In media, being an assistant program director and being a program director are night and day. In the NBA, we've seen it with Nate Bjorkren. Nate Bjorkren, a terrific assistant coach for Nick Nurse up with the Toronto Raptors. He came to the Pacers, had trouble with personalities, and still perhaps is having trouble with personalities. We'll see if he keeps his job that 12 inches. Kevin Pritchard talked about it yesterday and then talked about it in terms of when he was a general manager and then became the president of basketball for the Pacers. That change in seats is huge. And the traits that made you a success in one do not necessarily convert to make you a success in the other. Number three, Texas. Toggles from Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart was going to be fired. He left before the axe fell. He goes to Marquette. And so Texas picks up the phone and they call Chris Beard, who had done a wonderful job at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, Chris Beard at Texas Tech, a wonderful fit, right? Perfect. Chris Beard had worked for Bob Knight and Pat Knight at Texas Tech. Now he's going to go to the Longhorns. And we're going to find out once and for all whether this is a problem with the university or with the people that the university hires in football and in basketball. They toggle a little bit too much for me. Shaka Smart is a really good basketball coach. And that he couldn't get over the hump at Texas tells you something. And it tells you something. They fired Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes has gone to Tennessee, and he has been a success at Tennessee. Can Chris Beard go to Austin and be a success at Texas? It is going to be fascinating to watch this kind of, I'm not going to say unravel, but watch this kind of become either a success or completely out Texas as a dysfunctional athletic department that cannot get out of its own way. We've seen that happen with football. We may see it with basketball. If Chris Beard can't get it done in Austin, we know that there's something wrong systemically with that university's athletic department. Number two, Roy Williams retires, and he's replaced by Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis from inside the family. He's worked as an assistant for Roy Williams for the last few years. He's kind of gotten the lay of the land. He played at North Carolina. They stayed within the family. Hubert Davis knows what it takes to succeed at North Carolina. Roy Williams still down there. Going to be a guy who's a resource for Hubert Davis. I think Hubert Davis is going to step into that position and is going to be fine at North Carolina because I think that he is a fit. Really, really smart guy. Did a great job in media for a while. Got back into coaching. Good for him for doing it because he can impact people at a more granular, molecular level as a head coach of North Carolina than you ever could with a a career in the media. The number one most impactful job change 
in college basketball this past offseason, Mike Woodson at Indiana. Archie Miller fired. They put together the money to buy him out, and they put together the money to hire a terrific staff. And it's not just hiring 63-year-old Mike Woodson. And I'm all good with hiring a guy who's 63. Because how long we haven't, Indiana, I'm talking about, hasn't had a head coach on the job since Bob Knight being there for 29 years, for more than nine years. Guys, get, We see guys coach into their 70s all the time. Bayheim, Krzyzewski, for goodness sake. Yeah, you got a bunch of other guys who are coaching into their 70s and approaching that 70-year kind of milestone. I got no problem with Mike Woodson going to Bloomington and becoming the head coach, and I think it kind of works. I think that Scott Dolson, the athletic director at Indiana, handled this exactly right because not only did he hire Mike Woodson, who's never coached a day in college basketball, hasn't done anything with college basketball, has had no tentacles into it since he played at Indiana last in 1980. So there are things about the college basketball game, about compliance, about recruiting, about being the CEO of a college basketball program that is completely different from how it was when he was last a uh, participant in Indiana basketball on the campus in Bloomington. So Dolson hires Thad Mata as the Associate Athletic Director for Men's Basketball, which was really, really smart, and goes off and hires Dane Fife as an assistant coach who can kind of be that guy who sort of massages alums a little bit because I'm not sure Mike Woodson is necessarily comfortable in that role, nor should he be. You want wins. You don't need a glad hander, but it's good to have one around. And Dane Fife has maintained relationships with media and in coaching while at Michigan State for the last 10 years in a way that's going to be very, very productive for Indiana to have around and for Woodson to have around. Indiana did this the right way. Whether Mike Woodson's 63, whether he's never coached a, a day in college basketball, is unimportant to the success that he is going to earn in Bloomington running that program. And he's done a great job so far. You go out and get a guy like Tamar Bates, who left Texas because Shaka Smart went to Marquette. You, you go out and get guys' transfers coming in like Xavier Johnson. Really, really important pieces to that puzzle so that Indiana is successful right out of the shoot. And I think they're going to be successful right out of the shoot. I think they take a step forward. There's not going to be kind of that fits and spurts of growth and recession with Indiana University basketball like you would normally have with a coach coming in anew, right? You did have some guys leave like Armand Franklin left, and that's a shame Al Durham left, Joey Brunk left, but those guys were replaced with Michael Durr from South Florida by way of Virginia Tech for a couple of weeks. You went out and got guys to kind of check boxes and and fill that roster in a really productive way, and I think it's fantastic. So Indiana University, thumbs up. Good job. Way to hire from within the family. Mike Woodson fits Indiana basketball and that is really, really important. Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Colts, he spoke today. We got to hear from him. Let's talk and hear from him talk about Philip Rivers for a second uh, before we talk about Carson Wentz. What did 
Michael Pittman learn about developing a relationship between a quarterback and a wide receiver from Phillip Rivers? Um, Phil just taught me how to receive and correct information because Phil wants things like how Phil wants things. So um, I basically just learned that and I just like, and like I just took that from him and now I just do it now. So, and so how does Carson Wentz want things done? Yeah. So basically I just go up to him before we even get out there and like, just ask him be like, Hey, this route, you want this or this. And like, and like basically like, just like back and forth and just not being afraid to ask him questions because last year when I first got here with a Phil, like it's so like daunting because you have Phil, like who's a 17 year vet and literally knows everything. The man, the man knows everything. So um, he basically taught me to um, get over that. What's it been like getting to know Carson Wentz? So the first time that I met Carson was actually in Orange County and we were just getting together, throwing and just having a good time, working out, fellowship, all that stuff. So like, it's been great. What stands out about Carson Wentz's ability to throw the football? It was like the first or second time that I had thrown with him and we were running post routes and he threw like a 65 yard post. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really gotta, really like gotta dig down and run. So uh, I'd say that his arm strength um, and probably the way that he works, um, he's so dialed in um, that like, like he is on a mission. So uh, that's like really what I stood out to me. And what's Michael Pittman seen from Carson Wentz as he tries to fit as a teammate with the Colts in a way that maybe he was unable to with the Eagles? We know of the problems that the Eagles had with Carson Wentz and vice versa. I mean, I have no idea what everybody else is talking about. I mean, I see a team guy. I mean, he's always there, just like ready to help and just do like whatever it takes. So uh, like like he's been a great guy, been a great um, – been a great um, – teammate so that's pretty much all I have to say about that like he's been great so far what does T.Y. Hilton coming back to the Colts mean both to the team and to Michael Pittman uh we get one of our um captains back and like just like an overall guy I mean the guy just makes plays works hard and um I think that he's going to be great for us and what's Michael Pittman seen from Jacob Eason as he moves into his sophomore year with Colts this year, obviously, Jacob is getting more um, reps. So I feel like we like really, we um, really get to see him shine now and uh, see what he is capable of. So um, Jacob's also a, a guy that I've worked with a lot because we've been down in California for like three months. So uh, we work with him every single week. Uh, so I've gotten to get a feel for him as well. And then also like he's like, one of my uh, friends too. So we hang out like on like the weekends and stuff. So outside the building, maybe he's an unknown, but you, you know a lot about him. Absolutely. And, and again, you, you like from what you've seen the progress, have you seen growth in year one in, in year two? Absolutely. I mean, you see a guy that um, is smart, talented. I mean, like he just has everything that it takes. That's Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Colts. He's got to take a step forward this year, no doubt about it. 
Last year, as a rookie, we've seen this before. We saw it with Marvin Harrison. We saw it with Reggie Wayne. We've seen it with T.Y. Hilton. That rookie year, you kind of learn your craft as a wide receiver in the NFL. The second year, you see sometimes a real step up in productivity. And the Colts, they need Michael Pittman to take that step up in his second year in Indianapolis. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. Cannot wait to talk to you then. We'll talk about the NBA. We'll talk about the NFL. We'll talk about the Chicago Cubs as they tonight begin a three-game series in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. And we'll talk about the Indianapolis 500. Hopefully, a decision and announcement made sometime today or tomorrow about lifting the blackout, which has absolutely got to be done. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning straight up at 6 o'clock on Facebook Live and then immediately thereafter on YouTube.